millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When a company almost forces you to ask for more money than you've been putting in for, you would maliciously comply with that, wouldn't you? We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Want us to leave garbage everywhere? Fine. When I was 16 in high school, I worked in the produce section at my local grocery store. I loved my job and worked hard. My manager had been there 43 years and never worried too much about OSHA rules as long as we weren't stupid. I worked with my friends, which made the job even better. We would work four or five days a week together after school from 4.30 to 9 o'clock. We were supposed to work our sections of the department separately, which was never a problem when we were busy. All the full-time slash day employees would leave at 5 o'clock, so it was up to us to close the department every night, which was never a problem. Until one day, a younger store manager noticed we were working the sections together and said it was unprofessional for the customers. We're 16. We don't care and neither do the customers. Plus, the work was getting done and we were having fun doing it. He said it was against store policy and he would report us to the head of our department. We remember that it was against federal law for anyone under 18 to use garbage and recycling compactors. So for the rest of the night, we piled up the garbage and cardboard. There was a lot, as high as we could, to ensure we weren't breaking any rules. Our shift the next day resulted in dirty looks and no comments on us working as a team. I mean, this was a relatively cheapo job with people who were in high school working there. I don't really know what level of expertise or fine touch they were expecting. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, of course I can go slower. This story happened last December, but I only just got reminded of it by another story on here. It occurs in Northwest Europe, so the original conversation didn't occur in English, but it translates well enough. So last December, I went out to a large mall that gets pretty busy this time of year due to the Christmas shoppers. I got lucky that a lady with her kids was just leaving as I pulled up outside the store I needed, and I went inside to get gift shopping. An hour or two later, I headed back out to my car and started loading the many items into the trunk and boot and back seat. It should be noted that last year I tore my rotator cuff in my left shoulder, so by December I was able to lift the bags and boxes, but I was still recovering, so it was a slow task. Anyway, I'm just about finished when I hear a car horn behind me. I turn around to see an irate, entitled woman and a Range Rover beckoning me over. She winds her window down and says, Could you go any slower? Some of us have places to be. Sure, I say and then comply to her request to the letter. Can I go slower? Why, yes, of course I can. The last three bags took about as long as the rest of the shopping combined. Then I spent a good five minutes rearranging the stuff in my trunk. I wouldn't want to make it all roll around. As soon as she driven off, I swiftly got in my car and reversed, all too happily to let the next, much more polite lady take my place. I'm not gonna lie, if somebody's there witching and complaining at me, I'm just gonna lock everything and go back right into the store. At least till they start driving off. Our next story is, but your honor, 
Some years ago, I was called as a witness in civil litigation between a former boss and company and a fellow former sales rep. He had subpoenaed me to testify about our contracts and such conversations with the boss. He was being sued for breach of contract and boss wanted me to spill dirt on my coworker. Boss's lawyer starts with me, asking about this conversation or that thing, and I was advised at best to just say I don't recall or I can't remember. God, I hated being on the stand. Finally, the attorney says, Mr. OP, you don't remember this, you don't remember that, just how far back don't you remember? Taking my cue, I replied, I don't remember my bris. The judge excused me and I was allowed to step down. So, for those that don't know, a bris is the Jewish ceremony of having the hat taken off of the little guy downstairs. Certainly don't remember that. This next story is, I'll get the manager. Way back in the year 2000, I worked at a big box store with a yellow tag logo. I'd have been there for 18 months as a cashier. We recently got a new operations manager who came from computer sales and didn't really know the registers that well. This happened during his first week as manager. I said, okay, sir, that'll be so-and-so amount. They say, fine, here. Tosses the card onto the counter. Card declined. I said, sorry, sir, your card declined. I can run it again, or we can try another card if you'd like. They say, run it again. I know there's over $1,000 on that card. It should work. Swipes card again. Declined again. I say, I'm sorry, sir, it's declined again. They say, it has to work. Is there anything else you can do to approve it? I say I can try to run it manually, but that'll only help if your magnet strip is damaged. They say, try that then. I manually enter the details. Declined again. They say there must be some way to force or bypass that. I know there's money on the card. I say, I'm sorry, sir. If it's declined by the card company, there's nothing I can do. They say, this is BS. I know there's money on that card. Get your manager now. I say, okay, sir. Just a moment. The manager approaches and stands behind the counter next to me. The manager says, hello, sir. How can I help you? They say, your employee keeps declining my card, and I know there's plenty of money on the card. You need to override it. The manager attempts to run the card. Declined again. They say, sorry, sir. It was declined. They say, I know that. You need to override it so I can take my stuff and go home. The manager turns 90 degrees to face me. They say, it declined. Is there anything we can do to override it? I say, no, sir. That decline is from the card company. There's nothing else we can do. The manager turns around 90 degrees back to the angry customer and says, I'm sorry, sir. I've spoken with one of our experts, and he informs me there's nothing else we can do with this card. Would you like to sign up for our card and save 10% on your purchase today? The customer angrily stomps out of the store. Our next story is cheesy compliance. This happened last week, but I'm still giggling about it, so hopefully it makes you giggle too. My husband and I live in an area prone to hurricanes. This year, we decided to buy some emergency hurricane food. They come in white little bags, and you essentially rehydrate the food and cook it for 20 minutes. Hurricane season came and went, and thankfully we didn't have to touch our emergency supply. But being curious as to how the food tasted, we decided to start cooking and try them out. We tried chicken noodle soup, stroganoff, cheesy broccoli rice, and they were all pretty good. On this particular night, we wanted to try and make mac and cheese, which we both love. The supply came with powdered cheese and elbow macaroni in separate bags. 
The cheese packet had instructions for both single serving portions or you could make the whole bag of cheese sauce. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. But would need to use two bags of elbow macaroni. Now, I didn't have a tablespoon, and I love to follow instructions. So I was struggling to get started without the exact measurements. My husband told me, just make the entire bag and add the water slowly. Now, I'm personally very picky with leftover mac and cheese, and my husband knows this. So I reminded him of my pickiness and how he'd have to be the one who finishes the leftover mac. He says, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem eating the same meal every day. A little jab at me that we both giggled about. I reply with, are you sure? This is what a single serving of macaroni looks like. Keep in mind the pasta is going to expand. He said he was sure, so I got to work. I started making the cheese sauce and boiling water when I get a whiff of the sauce. It's a strong, stanky cheese smell that I immediately know I'm not going to enjoy. I took a small sample and oof, it was strong. So I told him, I'm out. This is all you. I'm going to make myself some soup with an eggy. He shrugged, but agreed the cheese was aggressively stinky for a mac and cheese. Well, halfway through the cook time, the macaroni expanded, and I can see my husband's brain working, which I start giggling about. He changes the pot of macaroni to a bigger pot now, realizing how much freaking macaroni he committed himself to. We finish up cooking and start to eat. He's got his plate of mac and cheese and I've got my soup. I'm smiling as he struggles to eat the mac and cheese. The cheese sauce didn't exactly look good with the macaroni, kind of made it look dry to be honest. Halfway through his meal, he sighs and looks at the pot on the stove, then looks at a plate in front of him and sighs again saying, my eyes were bigger than my head. We both laughed at his pain. He finished the mac and cheese in like four or five days, ate it for lunch and dinner, even though it basically became a brick after being refrigerated. I'll give him props for sticking to his word though. I would have straight up chucked it in the trash. I love him. Now I've never had a a stinky mac and cheese experience, but I've definitely had many a time where I'm like, oh, I'll don't worry, I'll eat the whole thing. And I get through like one portion of eating whatever it was, and I realize I've made a grave mistake. Our next story is, I have to calculate all mileage from the office? Okay. I have a job that means about half the week I have to visit various clients within a 100-mile radius using my own car. The company pays mileage as long as you fill in a form saying where you went and how many miles you drove. I do this all the time, and I like to think I'm sensible with it. 
so I try to minimize the distance driven. For example, we have three clients approximately 90 miles south of work, so if I can, I'll group them all together in a day and only drive around 180 miles on a round trip. I also live about 40 miles away from work and have clients near my house, so some days I won't go into the office. I'll go see all them clients and only drive 10 miles in a day and claim for 10 miles. The story, one day I travel to a big client that's 60 miles away from home. I travel straight there, spend the whole day there and travel straight home. As there's no need for us to go into the office every day as long as we're working, I did 120 miles and claimed as such. I put in my form a month later along with a dozen other trips thinking nothing of it. Then I get a call from Compliance Carol that goes something like this. Two weeks ago, you visited Big Client and claimed 120 miles, but they're only 45 miles from the office, so you should have claimed 90. I say, oh yeah, as you can see from the claim, I drove straight from home though, so I had to go further. They say, you can't do that, you have to calculate the distance from the office. Me having a slow morning said, okay... So I just take the shorter of the two journeys? They say no, all mileage has to be calculated from the office. It doesn't matter how far it is. She is instantly annoyed at my slowness and gets quite patronizing. You calculate the distance from the office to the client and back again. No exceptions, that's the policy. I say okay, got it. So I do that even if the actual journey is shorter? I claim for more miles than I actually did? She sighs, calculate all mileage from the office to the client and back. That's the policy. I don't want to have to check each journey, just do it the way you've been told. I say okay, thanks, can you put that in an email to me so I don't forget please? She does and it mirrors our conversation, tone and all. Plus, she cc's in my manager and very frankly tells them to check my claims aren't wrong anymore. Enter malicious compliance. As the email clearly stated that mileage has to be from the office to the client and back, regardless of the actual journey, it means a few things. All those clients who live near my house? Yep. I claim an 80 mile round trip for each of them. I see three in a day and only do 10 miles? Yep. I claim 240 miles. I see three clients 90 miles away? I don't group them. I claim 180 miles for each. I see a client on my way home from work. Normally I'd only calculate the extra distance since I've got to drive home anyway. Nope. I can end up claiming 60 miles for a few hundred meter diversion. The result, where my normal mileage claim is around 2 to 300 British pounds a month, it now shoots up to 700 pounds. I did this tongue in cheek and walked the form over to my manager. I would normally leave it on her desk, but I thought she'd get a laugh out of it and tell me to redo it. She looks down, and her eyes widen at the number. Without saying anything, she opens her emails, reads the snotty email from Compliance Carol, looks at my form and says, Looks like you followed the rules to the letter. She gives me a smile and signs the form. At the end of the next month, an extra 700 pounds is on my wages, and I don't get a call from Carol. The cherry on the cake? Mileage is 45 pence per mile and is supposed to cover fuel, servicing, insurance, and depreciation of the car. I drive an old but efficient Ford Fiesta. My business insurance with extra miles is only 150 pounds extra a year. There's no depreciation because it's worth very little anyway. 
and I did a mechanic apprenticeship in my youth, so I maintained the car myself. Fuel costs me about 250 pounds a month total, so in the last three months, I'm up 1,200 pounds. I double-checked with my manager twice since then, and her response is, They set the rules and you're following them. Don't worry about it. Can't wait for someone to work out what Carol's insistence on the rules is costing the company. I'm willing to bet compliance Carol just doesn't really care about the specifics of it costing more. She probably has rules to enforce and that's all she's sticking to. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.